0: we are wrecking right in there hello from london welcome to the broski doodles podcast the best podcast in all the land if you haven't reviewed it on itunes podcast please do that if you haven't followed me on itunes no well, yeah, itunes and spotify please do that if you haven't subscribed to the youtubes what the fuck are you doing man support your homie I'm not even gonna lie here and be like so that you get reminded for no cause YouTube's gonna remind you if you're already watching this they should but this is to help me motherfucker help your fellow podcaster get further get farther why bother alright uh, we got some interesting topics happening recently and I wanted to touch on these. see what you guys thought about it see if you had any comments let me know let me know I'm here to answer your queries. Hello. So the new thing that came out, and this is a funny, okay, this is a funny topic for me because I know that when it comes to self repair, auto repair programs for different electronic equipments that come out, it's normally bullshit, right? So listen up. This is sort of the headline on the news. Meet your new iPhone repair person. You. <laughs> Apple to roll out a self-repair option. Now, the reason why I laugh at this thing a little bit, right, when I saw it is because I personally follow a lot uh, a movement that is called right to repair. I would assume in the Twitter world, it would be hashtag right to repair. And this is your right to repair anything that you buy. You know, back in the day, in the good old America, you know, but generally everywhere in the world, whenever you bought something, it came with instructions, it came with schematics, right? Schematics are the map of an electronic equipment that lets you know, okay, this little chip here is meant to do this, and this little uh, cable or routing thing brings electricity to this thing, and this has this amount of volts. So pretty much it explains to you, it gives you a guide for the people that are a bit more tech savvy, to understand how to manage this device and and do anything that you needed to repair. Back in the day, they even gave you instructions on the different things that you bought so that you could repair it yourself. And it was a very actually harmonious system because the companies would sell each of the components that were inside the finished product so that whenever something failed, you could actually buy the small little piece that it was missing and repair your product. And it was beneficial to both parties, to the customer because, well, you didn't have to buy a whole new equipment. You could just buy the little piece that got fucked up, replace it yourself, and boom, you have a working um, device again. And for the company that sold you it, well, they are always winning because even though they sold you the full device at one point, they keep selling you the repair things so that you could... So, you know, you could see how both are benefited. But what happens is as time went on, they got a little greedy and they're like, well, instead of fucking selling the little things that they could repair it with, fuck them, just have them buy the new one because fuck them, right? Now, there are other factors that come into play. I don't, so I'm going to play a little bit of the devil's advocate here. What's that other factor that comes into play? Well, as technology got better, it got more compact and it became less beneficial to do things in a modular way. What does that mean? Well, in the past, you could literally disconnect each component, right? Like, think about it like as a computer, if you ever build a PC, but you have the motherboard, then you have the chip that you put in it, then you have, uh, which is the processor, then you have a graphics card that you connect to it, and you have different things, the, the memory, the RAM. You all connected to the motherboard, and, and it's a very modular experience. That's why I like PCs that you build today. This is not the case with Apple PCs because everything is soldiered on into one large piece so that it's very hard to repair right so think about it this way think about a, a device that every component you can literally plug out and exchange for another of those components that makes it so that it is very malleable and very easy to work with and repair because each of those components you can test and take out and replace now if the whole device is all together in one piece then you're kind of fucked right and to give you an example of this is i don't know if you ever remembered tvs that came with like a little vhs included they were actually pretty weird but it was like a tv you know the big ass ones that had the big butts and then it had integrated a little hole for the cassette and it was also a vhs I, you know, I was alive and, and, and you know, thinking already at the, at the time when these things existed. And I used to think to myself, imagine the mindset that I had back then. This is how hardcore I am with Right to Repair. This is how, how hardcore I am with, like, analyzing shit. Back in the day when I was still, like, a 12-year-old or maybe less, I used to look at these TVs that had the VHS integrated. And I was like, I don't like that because if either one of those things gets fucked then i'm kind of stuck with this half-assed piece of the equipment meaning if the vhs got fucked on on that device i could use a tv but now i'm fucking stuck with this bundle piece of shit that makes it larger for no reason because i cannot even use the vhs and if it's the other way around it's even worse let's say the tv gets fucked now you have a very expensive and large vhs so what you know To get to the point of this is I thought to myself, no, it's better to just get a TV, separately get a VHS. If any of those things get fucked at any time, I could repair them in- independently. So that's the idea that I have. And a lot of people have, you know, because it makes sense, right? If you have a device that instead of it all being stuck together, it was all modular. So that's what modular means. Modular simply means that it has modules that you stick to it to make the larger thing, but you could always take off those modules and replace them. That makes it easier to repair. But as technology got better, they were able to save space if you made it non-modular. Why? Well, because if you could solder, and I'm think I hope I'm saying this fucking word right, but it's when you grab, you know, this little metal, you heat it up, and you stick things together, right? So instead of making it with connectors that you can stick in and stick out, you just solder all the points together. And yes, there is an argument for how that saves some space, and uh, and can make things cheaper, but the problem is that with that excuse, they've made everything non-modular these days, so that it is harder and harder for you to repair things, obligating you to simply buy the next one. And if I don't I have never owned an Apple product, but if well, actually I I I I was a proud owner of the original iPods. So, I did. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, I have no iPhones, no iMacs, none of that. I'm, I'm an Android and PC guy. Are you a poor person, Kiko? Yes, I am. But that's not why. Okay? I could spend 1500 bucks on an iPhone or I could fucking build a badass PC. Can I take the PC places and call people? No. Are you a fucking idiot for that? Yes. I have an Android phone that cost me 200 bucks. It's better than I could ever ha- dream in a phone. All right. Anyways. So... Apple passed an information, right? And again, I'll remind you of what the headline was, at least in this news um, source that I use. Meet your iPhone repair person. Why are you you pronouncing that so bad, Kiko? Did you Were you taught English correctly when you were younger? Are you ever going to speak English correctly, you piece of shit? Let me try that again. Meet your new iPhone repair person. That sounded a lot better. That sounded like like the type of shit you will use in an ethnic uh, commercial. You know, and and I'm like, whatever, you know, you're. I'm like the host, you know, Juan or Pedro. Hello, welcome to Apple. Meet your new iPhones repair person. Yes, I am the one. Uh, I was hired due to, um, you know, uh, quotas that they had. So I'm like, you know, I'm the exotic Latin person here <laughs> at the store. So you, you, Apple, now will be able to self-repair your own phone. So apparently they're offering for people like, hey, if you buy an iPhone 12 or 13, which are the newer ones, I believe, you can actually repair it yourself. You don't have to now bring it to us and then we tell you, um, you have to buy a new phone, but it's only the screen that's fucked or the audio jack doesn't work, but you have to buy a new phone. Instead of that, they are advertising that you will be now able to fix that. Now, I found this to be a little like mm, hard to believe because I, I, I've been following Apple's um, sort of story when it came to write to repair. I follow this guy on YouTube that has millions of, of views. His name is Lewis Rossman. and that's how the YouTube channel is called. He actually owns a, 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 a business where he repairs Apple products, and he's one of the best in the in the US and in the world. You can get you can send shit mailed in uh, if you don't live in the same state. He's in New York, I believe, but so. But anyways, this is a great guy if you have Apple products, he fixes them, but he also criticizes how Apple makes it really hard for you to be able to get the components that you would need to fix them. Because normally when you go to the genius bar in the Apple Store, they just are always going to push you to just buy a new one. Like let's say buying the new iPhone that you have is 900 bucks, they'll be like, well, you can fix it, but it will cost 750. or you could just buy a new one for 900. And we'll take in the one you have. So it's all kind of like a little scam, but at, you know, at the end of the day, bro, it is a, a free market. If they decide, if they want to decide to run their business that way, I understand how we can criticize it. But well, that's their business. Now, this guy Louis Rossman, he pushes really hard for right to repair, and he says that he, you know, you can watch the whole video on his channel. I'm just gonna give you a, a sort of um, summary of, of what this means. Is that You were able to repair things like the screen with this new program. Um, It was a screen and the. I don't know, I don't think even the camera. It was just a screen and the charging port, right? But everything else, like if anything else, got fucked you're stuck in the same situation so pretty much a lot of times when iphone comes out and and with a lot of companies not just iphone i don't want to just talk shit about iphone because i mean apple makes a lot of good products but you know i do got to speak on the realness of some of these things right but it's a lot of companies you know in the farming world you have john deere who also does this shit where like instead of making it easy for you to just buy a component to fix your tractor they, they make it so that no, an authorized person has to go there and approve it and it takes time and it's all bureaucratic. I mean, if you want to learn about right to repair, I don't want to be the one explaining it to you in depth because I'm fucking stupid and I don't have the, the knowledge nor the IQ level to be able to convey the information correctly to you. But if you just search right to repair in YouTube, you're going to find thousands of videos on it. My favorite guy that talks about this is Lewis Rossman. He talks about it more in the sense... Of, of, of as a repair person for apple so there's other people that have maybe more expertise in the farming world so they know about the john deere tractors and and it's funny because a lot of these companies started making things like i was explaining at the beginning you know like john deere tractors you could back in the day buy the piece that got fucked and this and they were very reliable tractors that lasted many years but it almost seems like now they just wanna like no make you spend money on the new one and, and, and it's like man when you own something and this is to conclude on this topic, right to repair, when you buy a product, you should buy you should own every aspect of that product. You should own the right to repair that product. And the company should have, and this is what right to repair is, should have an obligation. To at least not make it hard for you to do this, you know, you should be able to have to provide or at least not get in the way of me obtaining the components that I will need to fix this. Ideally, you should just sell them to me and you make money too. But in any case, let me know what you guys think. If you've never heard of Right to Repair, this might be a new topic. So I really want to hear your opinion. If you have heard of this before, I want to you know, know your, your um, more expert expertized opinion as well. Okay. Let's move on to the next topic because I could st- I could stay on right to repair forever, um, and well, I mean I could probably stay on the next topic forever as well, okay? Because we're gonna talk about Britney Spears. All right, she's free right now. Hashtag free my girl. Okay, free my girl. I mean, oh got no, but you know, I have followed on, on on previous podcasts a bit of what has been happening with with Britney Spears, um, and and you know, uh, I just found that it was very interesting. Nobody nobody was really aware, except if you were like a big fan, of what was of what was going on with her life. You know, that she you know, for the last like 10, 12 years or more, she's been pretty much owned by her dad. And unfortunately, apparently her dad is a piece of shit, you know, that that made it so that she couldn't really have a life, you know? And and you know what I find positive about this whole thing? It almost feels like in the last five years or so the push from the people in ha- the social media has gotten bigger and bigger. Also, the documentaries that came out helped. And I feel like that whole public push was what helped in the legal side for the courts to sort of realize, hey, this is a fucked up situation here. We're going to free her. You know, it, it's not crazy to think that. It's, it's, almost, it's almost the more logical thing to think because for so many years, she, she had not been able—I mean, I don't know how, what were her efforts— of trying to get out of this, sort of speak, contract, right, of this um, tutorship or uh, what is it they call it, conservatorship that she had with her father. So I don't know how hard she tried in the past, but I don't think it's a coincidence that she got freed after, okay, maybe I said five years just in total, but let's say in the last two years it's been real hard, like where a lot of people that don't even... Are fans of free. Like, I don't listen to Britney Spears. Back in the day when Britney was, you know, because I'm from the days of Britney, right? You know, I mean, she was amazing, beautiful. But I was more of a Christina Aguilera guy. I know, hard to believe. You look at me and you're like, he's a Britney guy. But no, I was a Christina Aguilera guy. Uh, But today, if you compare both of them, I'm I'm team Britney. Just because Britney seems a little more real now. Today, in today's world, Christina Aguilera, I see her, I mean, I don't want to say anything, you know, because, but she seems more aesthetic. She seems more. Aesthetic, and I'm like, "Mm." and I feel like Britney's more like, hey, I'm 40 something year old, but I'm still beautiful, you know, but I am who I am. And she does her crazy dances on on, on Instagram. Uh, I don't know, I like that little feistiness, that cuckoo ness. In any moment, she could flip out. Um, But I'm just happy that she's free. I know this sounds very like, like, uh, what's a fucking show? Uh, T. Times or T, the fucking thing where they're always like finding out shit about celebrities but just talking about Britney Spears feels very like you know like like uh, like I'm on some Hollywood show talking you know but I just think the concept of how uh, how she was incarcerated by this piece of paper you know and and ultimately it it had to do with the decision of one doctor that said hey we don't believe she's able to make decisions on her own and she's uh, dangerous to herself and others so we're gonna take the right to decide for yourself away. That's insane, because then if you cannot make right decisions as per the court, then how do you even hire a lawyer? Because hiring a lawyer involves you making a decision. So, you know, it's sort of like a catch twenty one where you're when you're stripped of those rights, it almost makes it impossible for you to obtain them again because you have lost the rights to <laughs> argue with the court, pretty much. Uh, but thankfully. This got fixed, and I do believe that it had to do a lot with with the push from the people. Uh, I think it, you know, I mean, I talked about it for sure. I saw the things, and, and and it really put it all in perspective. And again, it has something to do with her as an artist and her music, which I do respect. I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of it, but I do respect it. But it, just the concept. That, you know, nobody really knew about this in the past, that somebody could own your life like that. I mean, this is insane what, what she was going through. And and, and everybody, you know, is, I mean, watch out because now that she's free, she can actually speak. If you thought in the past we saw some things, just remember she couldn't really express herself fully. So now you better believe there's going to be some documentary coming out on Netflix or some of these platforms that she's going to be a part of. And she's going to explain Things, you know, in the past, how her, her dad was, why her mom didn't get as, as involved. Her sister, I think, talked a little sh- a little shit. So maybe she will address that, um, you know, and, and it is it is Hollywood shit. It is uh, vanity, but it's also real. Like, it, you know, this is somebody that was in a lot of people's life, even if it was just in the vicinity of your eyes. But she was part of the culture that I grew up in, you know, when I grew up. You had on one side the, the hip hop part, you had Eminem. Um, well, I mean, in my case, Bone Talks, Harmony was, you know, Outcast on one side. You had on the other side, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, and Sync, you know. Um, so, you know, they were part of the whole thing. On the other side, Nelly, um, Twista, what's this guy's name? Uh, Mystical, you got some fire shit, you know. But you know, in, in all genres of music, and, and I'm missing a lot of stuff. But you know, put it in the comments if you remember. You know, this is early 2000s. She was part of the culture. Either you, even if you weren't part of what she was talking about, if you went to school, you saw girls that looked up to Britney Spears, to Christina Aguilera. So to me, Britney Spears is a lot. It's a lot of, you know, where I come from in, in the sense of I remember seeing her in, in MTV, seeing her things and, and to have so many years pass and not even be knowledgeable about the situation she was going through. It's pretty crazy, you know. Um, but anyway, she's going to be able now to drive her own car, which apparently wasn't, you know, something that that she was uh, able to do before, which I think is insane. Uh, she wanted to have a kid with her boyfriend, but she couldn't because they also control her ability to have a baby and procreate, which is insane. So maybe she's going to have a new kid now, which and she's going to enjoy it in a different way. People don't remember when she went crazy back in the day. She was actually like she had had a kid and a year after she had another kid. And this is things that you learn later in life. But for people that already have kids. You know how insane having one kid will leave you and your couple, right? Like, it's it's a crazy endeavor. And after the first year, which is one of the most intense ones, because it's when the kid is the most useless. If you have another kid, and then she has problems with the parents of the kid, so she has to take care of them. And then she has paparazzi, and then she has people saying she's crazy, and then she has the pressure of the media. I mean, you could, you, could, you could understand how she went crazy. And you could understand that she might have not had the best experience raising her kids because it's not all about money. If you have pressure, stress, and things that make you unhappy in life, money cannot fix that. So maybe now she's in a stage in her life, more mature, free, right? Because now she's not incarcerated by this. Uh, I mean, I would call it a dictatorship, but it's, it's a conservat- conservatorship. I think she'll be able to enjoy having a kid now a lot more, uh, and she'll enjoy her children now that they're grown. And and she could, I don't know. I mean, I, I just I just hope the best for her because I think that would be so frustrating to be in a situation like that, uh, to be in in, in in a world where you control everything. It's like an it's like a Black Mirror episode on the reels, you know. Um uh, but in any case, uh, Team Britney, Free Britney. Free my girl, well she's already free, but you know, make her, you know, get a residency in Vegas, make it pop. I gotta go see you, whatever. Okay. Next uh, thing I wanted to speak to you guys about, we spoke this on the last episode, and, and this is just like a little update, uh, and and a discussion more on the legal side of things. So the um, the headline that I read said, "Full Court Press: Lawyers are coming hard for the assets of Thomas J. Henry, aka Travis Scott." Well over one billion in lawsuits in motion. So, in the last episode, we talked about what happened on the Travis Scott uh, concert. Uh, I don't know if this update had been already on the last episode, but as of now, ten people have unfortunately passed away from this, uh, you know, from the events of of, of the of the Travis Scott World festival, where you know people got trampled. Uh, we talked about this on the previous episode, so this is more of a, an update because now all these families are, well, they're, they're coming with lawsuits for the, for the artists. And, you know, we talked about how, you know, where does the responsibility lie? And in this situation, I mean, I've said this in the past, I don't know how much responsibility you can really put on Travis. I do understand that from what people say allegedly, he didn't stop the concert after knowing that things were happening, but you know we one thing that we spoke about is that you don't really know how these concerts are. Maybe they're used to people always pass the fuck out. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I just this is gonna mark a precedent for the future of, of how these festivals are gonna be handled in a legal way. And, and you know, I just don't because imagine how many people would you need to have on security to really take care of this situation. If people go crazy and it's that amount of people, I mean, what do you need? You need one security guard for each person. I mean, it's a bit insane because these mass events. I mean, I, I, I've said this before. I, I don't think I'll be. You know, I don't even before this happened. I already just wasn't in the vibe of like going to a mass event like this, um, especially with when it's music that makes people rage. Which I mean, I don't. It was Travis Scott. I think it's pretty. It's not. It's not something that I listen to on a daily, but it's it's cool. But apparently, the the younger kids really rage and go crazy for this shit. And I feel like an old motherfucker talking about this like this. But, so, I mean, back to the legal part. One billion dollars and more in lawsuits. I mean, this is a fucked up situation for Travis. He's going to have to spend a lot of time and money to, you know, go through these things. I mean, I think at the end of the day, this is really just going to be more of a situation where the families are going to get a lot of money. And that's not going to, obviously fix the pain that they have, but they, they, you know, they are in the right to to pursue that. I don't, I mean, obviously this is an opinion from somebody that knows nothing about, you know, the, the specificity of the law, specificity of the law, but I don't think he's going to go to jail and, I mean, I, I just don't, don't see how he could be held responsible, you know, when he's the act, he's the artist, you know, I think they're going to... They're gonna allege that a lot of this has to do with the organization of the event. I think it's Live Nation, and I don't think he's gonna be—they're gonna be able to hold him accountable just 'cause I, I just don't see it. You know, I just don't see it. However, this might change the way insurance policies and different uh, organizational uh, logistics are, are handled in, t- in this type of festivals. It's probably gonna be more expensive to go to this festival because they 'cause they're gonna have to have more security. Uh, They're going to have to be in venues where they can make sure nobody um, sneaks in because, I mean, part of why there were so many people at this place was because a lot of people snuck in. So, I mean, I think there's going to be a precedent on how this is handled in the future, just like the whole Alec Baldwin case that we spoke about where we said, you know, movie sets are going to change. There's probably going to be different regulations now which sucks because movie sets and many industries are already regulated a lot so this kind of i mean i do understand you know how it but it's just sad because it adds more cost and with the festivals it's sort of the same thing right like the more security the more logistics you need to take care of the situations when when these festivals happen that's going to reduce to more cost that's going to reduce to the tickets being more expensive in any case, I don't plan on going up to these things anyway, so I'm not here crying about the price. But it is a reality, you know. That the, things are gonna change, I think, for festivals in the future, and and maybe they're gonna make they're gonna make it so that artists in the future do have to have a responsibility of calming people down, you know. Uh, you know, when this happened, I saw a lot of videos of like Linkin Park and. And, well, like like uh, System of a Down, I think. Like many of these bands back that were big, they showed videos where they were in a situation where the crowd was going a bit crazy. And they sort of like, hey, stop the music. They were like, hey, everybody, let's calm down. Let's chill. We're having fun. And I don't know. I think that's... Um, I don't think that that's completely out of the question. Like uh, I mean, I can understand the argument on, on how that's something that that should be... Available as a tool, at least, you know, like, hey, if you're the artist and at the moment we see things going crazy, you know, please calm calm things down. And and artists have done this in the past, so it's not something that's new. But, yeah, I just I I really want to know what your opinion is on how we should manage this type of festivals, because I I just don't I cannot find the answer, really, you know, because when I used to go to these festivals, for some reason, I just didn't feel like people would go crazy like this, you know. But then again, you know, when you're younger, things just seem better and, and less frightening. So so who the fuck knows, you know. But I want to know your opinion on, on how we can make it so that these festivals are still viable. They can still be made. But but you can know that you're going to be safe. Especially with like, you know, a lot of these people that passed away, unfortunately, were very young people, you know. And And when you're a parent and you send your kid to a certain event, you know, how... Uh, you know how safe should they be you know I mean I think it's a topic that's important to to look into and I want to see what you guys opinions are on these matters on the Britney Spears on the apple repair let me know what you think leave your comments share the thing fucking show some love okay stop being fucking somebody that you, you know puts all the things inside and you don't sh- share the love write a letter send it to me better to write it on the fucking comments because it's digital. Thank you for tuning in guys. It's always fucking grand to be here with the Broski Doodles. I love you. Take care and tune into the next episode or just watch one from the past if you haven't seen it. Take care. Peace.